Hey, welcome back. This is uh, Ty's Daily Commute Video Game Podcast. You're listening to episode 16, and I, I know this time it actually is episode 16, versus the other days where I'm always off by one number, and it's October 4th, 2012. Okay, so uh, yeah, I got caught up on my podcasts, um, kind of scheduled them in Blogger, so they would kind of come out at a regular interval, interval so they would show up in Sketcher properly. And... Uh, yeah, so that's caught up with. Um, you know, obviously, I lost one of the podcasts in there. Um, yesterday, I did not go to work. Uh, my son had some kind of thing I need to take him to the doctor, and uh, but it seems like he's going to be okay. Um, yeah, and uh, so last night, I worked on my uh, Space Invaders that I got for free. Um, this When I picked this thing up, um, old guy had it, and he's had it forever. And uh, he said it worked fine, and also one day just started making the uh, the mothership sound repeatedly over and over again, and uh, he unplugged it immediately. So yeah, I took it home, and uh, I plugged in for a second, and it did that for a little bit, and then it shut off and didn't do anything after that again. Um, I decided to order a cap kit for the power supply. Um, Space Invaders doesn't use like a standard arcade power supply like a switching power supply like you're used to. I mean, that's not even really what you call standard anyways because those didn't come out until, like, the JAMA days. Um, you know, back, you know, like Pac-Man, Galaga, all those games, they had a, a linear power supply that was <clears throat> mounted on a wooden board kind of thing in the bottom of the, of the cabinet. Um, the uh, new ones usually are called switching power supplies. Um, so anyway, so this, this has got... Uh, I would call it a linear power supply, but I don't know if you can call it that because um, it doesn't look like, you know, it's just, it's a much simpler looking power supply, but it, it outputs uh, f- uh, four different voltages. Uh, it takes in 12 volt AC, spits out 12 volt DC, 5 volt, 5 volt, positive 5 volt DC, minus 5 volt DC, and 18 volts DC. The 18 volts is for the audio board. So, um, I started working on some of the test points. I haven't tested every single test point yet either. I, I, for some reason, I skipped over the test of the minus five volts, and I haven't had a chance to actually test it when I realized that I had missed it. Um, so the, um, but what I did test is I tested 18. Uh, no, I didn't test the 18 either, because the, the instructions I was looking at didn't quite make sense. Um, talking about putting something on the capacitor, so I'm gonna have to look at that to see. Um, I'm gonna actually try that out tonight but really I, I was testing the 5 volt because that's what the that's what the board the uh, the you know the video game part of the uh, excuse me that's what that runs on so you know it needs that plus 5v and the plus 5v was non-existent um, for a little while I was getting like maybe like half a volt uh, if I cranked up the adjust all the way I would get like uh, almost a volt not quite a volt um, so then I, uh, I installed the cap kit, and uh, when I got that from, I actually ordered from Bob Roberts. Um, there's two big filter caps, capacitors in there, and uh, the ones he sent me um, are different than the ones that were in there originally. Um, now, I can't remember the exact on both of them, but... Excuse me. So the one, one of them is a, was a 20,000 microfarad um, capacitor. Um, uh, like 25 volts, I think, or something. 
and the other one was like 6,800 microfarads. I, I'm not sure about that one, or 6,500 or 6,000, something along that lines. I can't remember whatever it was. And uh, they were axial capacitors, so meaning that they have a have a axial a lead on either end of the capacitor versus um, a non-axial, which have them both on one end. I feel like you're crazy here this morning. I got up at five. What can I say? Yeah, so uh, the um, ones that Bob had sent me were non-axial. Um, <laughs> so at first I was like, did he send me the wrong kit? And I looked at the, the ratings on the, the caps and they actually had a higher uh, rating. Not just the voltage, but they were also, the one, while well, the one was 20,000, the one that he sent me was 22,000. Um, I'm assuming that that's okay. So what I ended up doing is I uh, made some jumper wires, used some, uh, I think I used like 16 gauge wire. I used the heaviest wire I could uh, fit in the hole on the PCB, you know, just so that, because, you know, I mean, the the, uh, the original wire on the axial leads is actually, you know, it's probably like 12 gauge solid core uh, aluminum or whatever it is, steel, I don't know what you call it, whatever that material is. And the uh, probably steel because it does it does a magnet does pick it up. Um, the uh, ones that you know, so I end up using the, the heavier gauge just because I want to make sure that the, you know it's going to be longer anyways. It's got a the one lead's got to wrap around the uh, the board there, and uh, nice zip tied them down just like the originals were. Got that in there, um, put all the other caps in, uh, tested it out. Still didn't get anything voltage wise, and then. Um, I went to Radio Shack and I bought a, um, a 2N3055 transistor and a 7812C uh, voltage regulator. That's a plus 12 volt re voltage regulator. Um, there, there's a 70, 7602 on the other part of the heatsink. And uh, that's the minus five volt one. I, and I, I didn't test the minus five, so I didn't need to test that anyways. But I couldn't even find that voltage regulator online. It's like really hard to find. So I, got, I might have to find some substitute, a minus five volt voltage regulator. Um, and the plus five volt, I'm not exactly sure how that's done. There's, there's a transistor there, but there's also this weird component that's got whole bunch of legs looks like a spider almost and I'm not sure what that is um, well I'm assuming that's um that's part of the uh, I mean that's the part of the, that's the, the five plus five volt portion portion of it but I don't know enough about it right now to even know what it is um, and I haven't looked up the part numbers yet online to see what they do um, but I'm wondering if I get this thing working um, one of the things that uh, one of the guys online has said to me um, was that when he was working on Space Invaders, there was caps on the actual motherboard for the game that were causing the power supply to look like it was running bad. So try hooking it up without the power supply connected to the uh, to the game board. And so I did that, but you got to make sure you got a load on the plus 5 volts. So I, I put a, a 5 volt uh, coin door light bulb um, connected to the test points and... Uh, it didn't make any difference. I still didn't get any uh, any voltage coming off of the board. So I'm assuming that all the problems are with the power supply in it. Now, 
I'm going to see what I can do to get it fixed. Um, the other thing I did is I tested the diodes in it. Now, I don't know if this is the right way to test it, but um, you know, your, your, volt, your multimeter's got what's, what are called, it's called a diode test mode or a continuity mode. It's two things. One, to check and see if you have continuity uh, between two points, but it also is, <laughs> it's also useful for testing a, a diode because diodes only let voltage flow one way. Now, on these power supplies, the diodes are much, have a higher threshold for letting voltage go travel over it in either direction. And the uh, test mode on a meter is very low voltage. I don't know what it is. It's probably like, you know, half a volt. I don't know. I don't even know what the, how much volts it puts through. But um, I... Uh, I was told to try using actual voltage, so I, I took a, a, I didn't want to use too much, so I used a uh, three volt lithium battery. So you know, three volts, everything on there's going to be five volts or lower. So three volts isn't going to mess anything. It won't burn anything out, at least as far as I know. And I'm only testing the diodes, and uh, so I put, um, I put three volts on these diodes, and um, a good portion of them were reading voltage in both directions. You know, there's like a, you know, one way it goes better. I mean, the um, the one way it's giving, uh, um, you know, I'll get the three volts going in the one direction, which is the way it's supposed to go. The other way, on some of them, I was getting half a volt or, and, uh, or around a volt, actually. And uh, another set of them, I was getting two volts reverse voltage. And... On two other ones, I was actually getting the full three volts. But the funny thing is, is when I went the other way, I was getting like 3.8 volts, which that battery does not read 3.8 volts. So it might be the capacitors, just back, or maybe just because it's in circuit. I may have to take the diodes out and test them, because um, I'm not exactly sure if that would work. If you could, you know, if, if the other rest of the circuit might interfere with it. So uh, yeah, uh, gotta test that out. Um, the other option. So, you know, I can rebuild this power supply. You know, essentially, the circuit board's good, but I got, to, you know, at some point, you're going to be replacing almost every component in it. Fortunately, it doesn't have a lot of components in it, but some of these are kind of hard to find. Um, so, I, um, you know, the other option I have is to use a switching power supply with, uh, some people have made a, kind of essentially an adapter for it, and uh, I guess they do something for the 18 volts. I'm not sure how that works. I mean, you could always use a, um, a, a DC-DC converter to do that. I just don't know how much amperage it needs. I don't know if they have it. I don't know if I could find an 18 volt DC to DC, DC-DC converter. I'm sure there probably is. Um, you know, you just feed it the 12 volts and you get the 18 volts out with a lower amperage. Um, so, but I mean, that's going to pretty much be the same way it would be on the board itself because the board is fed, fed with 12 volts AC. Um, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you, I can't even, I don't even see the bridge rectifier on that board. I mean, I'm assuming it's just the diodes. I don't think there's even a bridge rectifier on that board. Um, it's probably just got four diodes that are acting as a bridge rectifier. Um. So yeah, that's uh, that's where I'm with that space invaders. Um, you know, it's just like, it was something that I could. You know, I'm just trying to get these things done, and, and I figured I'm going to put this cap kit in this to see if I can get it working. 
and uh, uh, or maybe I'll just look for another power supply. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with it. It was free, and I'm not a huge fan of Space Invaders. Um, it, it's a little slow for me, but it is very retro, and it is a, it, it has cool sounds to it, um, and it's got a very cool cabinet. Um, so, you know, I'm going to get it working. I'll give it a try, see what I think about it. Um, if I... Uh, I find that I, I don't like it, I'll, I, maybe I'll trade somebody for it, you know, trade it for something else or sell it for something, I don't know, um, but I'm not going to let it out of the house unless it works, um, so yeah, because the cabinet's in actually pretty decent shape, I mean, it's got, it's got some little bashes to it here and there, um, you know, and some other things going on, but it, it, overall, it's in, it's in decent shape, I mean, the, looks good, you turn it on, the lights work in it, um, it's funny because the uh, the marquee, which is it's got a bit of big glass bezel on the whole thing, and the like the marquee area is just part of the same glass bezel. That's the cool thing about Space Invaders, and it must just have like a regular light bulb behind it because it just lights up in just the center. It's funny. Um, so yeah, that's a uh, that's the Space Invaders for you. Um, let's see other things. I mean, I still have that Donkey Kong Junior High Score Save Kit, and I haven't installed it yet because. I want to record it on video. Just haven't had a chance to do that. Um, the other thing is, that maybe I'm not sure. I might be getting getting that versus Castlevania in my uh, red tent, um, not directly, but indirectly, because uh, there's a guy who's got a versus Top Gun board, and I might be trading my Donkey Kong stuff, my extra Donkey Kong Junior stuff that I have, for his versus stuff. Um, and in there is a versus Top Gun, and uh, that the daughter board that's used for a versus Top Gun is the same daughter board that's used in um, versus Castlevania. So I can put my I already have the right PPU. I just have to get the ROMs burned, and I'd be able to play versus Castlevania. Now um, the thing the thing is is that um, oh, what was I gonna say? I don't even remember. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. So that's. I mean, I, I really would like to have something other than uh, uh, Wrecking Crew in my Red Tent. I mean, I just, I really don't like that game. I hate it. It makes me hate the Red Tent, and I don't, I love that Red Tent. It's very cool. But the game sucks so bad. I just can't get over what they were thinking when they made that game. It's not fun, you know, and it's just not. And then they even remade it later on, and I, I just don't get it. Um, maybe it's like Bubble Bobble, and you got to play it more. I don't know. Um, yeah, because it's just not, it doesn't, it gets, it gets boring. I mean, at least with the Versus one, you can play against somebody, but the funny thing is, is when you play Versus Wrecking Crew, the, the floors don't come collapsing down like they do in the, uh, in the non-Versus one where you're playing one player. Um, so it, it's kind of funny and you play on opposite sides when you're playing too. So you don't really see the person, you just see their shadow walking around, um, you know, and so when you send the guys over to the other side, they come out on your side. I don't know. I, it's weird. It's just, it's not, I, I mean, Balloon Fight is actually more fun. And to be honest, I don't really care about Balloon Fight either. It's just not, it's Joust. And I'm not a Joust fan. I, it, Joust does nothing at all for me. I do not like Joust. Um, there's something about its slippery controls, you know, where your character just keeps running. Uh, which is maybe, I guess, somewhat like real life. I mean, skidding is some, you know, people, you have momentum. But, 
you know, and it's just weird. You kind of, you know, it's a, you know, what it reminds me a lot of. It actually reminds me of uh, Iron Sword, where you have to kind of hit the guys with the right part of your upper part of your body to to kill them. And if you hit them a little bit lower, you get hurt. And it's just this weird kind of thing. And uh, it it's just uh, it's not the controls are. I mean, it's not. It's not that I don't like the game. It's just that the it it's the it's just the fact that the controls are so weird on it, and you just kind of bump into things, but you got to bump into them slightly higher than the other person. It just there's something about it, and then you go you got bouncing off everything. I mean, you could say kind of like the same thing about a mega race, um, and I gotta say that I'm not big on a mega race. Um, I'd rather play Sinistar over a mega race, um, but. The Mega Race is still better. I mean, you do go bouncing, but as long as you don't hit the walls, you're okay. Um, so, but yeah, so those are like, you know, Wreck, Wrecking Crew, Balloon Fight, those are not my favorite versus games. And the funny thing is, the games I like are not versus, I mean, they're versus games, but they're not really versus at all. The the ones that are more of a versus game are, um, you know, the, I mean, the ones that I like are the non-versus ones, like, you know, Super Mario Brothers, um, versus Super Mario Brothers versus Castlevania versus Pinball. Um, those, those, there's no second play. You know, you're not playing against somebody in that one. Um, so it's kind of funny. But uh, yeah, I like, I still like it better. <laughs> oh, I want to play Castlevania on that thing. The versus Super Mario Brothers would be cool because it, it's harder and uh, you know it, it just. I want to get that too, but I mean, I, I really want pinball on one side. I'm still waiting for those ROMs to come to me, and Castlevania on the other side. That's just what I'd like. I'd like it like that, because that's why I played back in the day when I was in high school. It was versus Castlevania. I mean, there was a versus Super Mario Brothers for a little while too. I think um, back then I didn't even realize it was different. I just thought it was harder, um, or did I even know? Um, I wonder what I was thinking when I was playing that because. Because, you know, like, the some of the one-ups are gone. Um, you get much less lives, and you have to get... Rather than getting 100 coins to get a free free life, you have to get 255 coins to get a free life. So, um, there's a bunch of things in that that are actually pretty different. They just make it harder. Um, so, yeah, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure um, if I even knew the difference or not. I, mean, I definitely knew it was harder, and I think I knew that the one-ups didn't appear. I think all I knew, all I really, I mean, I, I how much, how much did I notice? You know, back then it's just you don't even, you just play the game. You know, you're a kid, you just play it. You know, it's a little bit harder. Um, but you know, I didn't play it that much because I was like, well, I have Super Mario Brothers at home. Why am I going to put a quarter in this? You know, same thing with Castlevania. But actually, I didn't have. The funny thing is, I didn't have Castlevania One until much later. I actually had Castlevania 2 first, and then I got Castlevania 3, because 1 was gone by the ch time I got a chance to get it, because that just sold out so quickly, um, and it was kind of, it was kind of limited release, I think, back then, um, so just like Mega Man 1, I got Castlevania 1 um, through Funspot, or not Funspot, yeah, Funko, through Funko Land, and uh, so it was... Uh, it was, it was a little bit later that I got it, and man, it was uh, kind of funny to play Mega Man the first time after playing Mega Man 2, and I think I might even had 3 by the time I played 1. I'm not sure. I can't remember. 
but I do, you know, playing Mega Man 2 and then going back to 1, um, the game's similar, but it, it's not as refined as, as uh, 2 is. Um, you got two less enemy robots. Um, the weapons are pretty good. Um, you know, you don't have the items like you have in Mega Man 2. All you get is that um, kind of like platform generator beam, which is cool. I like that one a lot. That's actually a really cool uh, item. Um, the music is kind of a little bit more basic sounding. It's not as rich and bassy. It's kind of tinny. Um, the the actual score is different. I mean, it's not as catchy. Uh, I don't know who wrote it. I, I you know some of the some of the music is the same. Like you know the the intro music from Mega Man Two is the end music from Mega Man One. Um. But yeah, so Mega Man 2 really is a better game. But the funny thing is, is that when I played... Um, one of my favorite games is Mega Man Powered Up on the PSP, which is Mega Man 1 Redone. And there's something about it that's really cool. And it's a shame. It's a sh damn shame that um, the creator of Mega Man is gone from Capcom. Um, they kicked him out, essentially, or whatever. He left. I'm not sure what happened, but... Um, he's gone, and that means that's pretty much the end of Mega Man, uh, as we know it. And that one of the things that kills me is I really was looking forward to Mega Man Powered Up 2. Um, he was actually planning on making it, and that would have been really awesome. Um, and it's just, it's just such a shame. I mean, one is so great, and it, it's great because not just because, um, you know, it's a remake of the game, because it's not just a remake, because it's literally a reimagining of the game, but keeping very true to it. Um, you know, if you play the retro mode, I mean, you're still playing with 3D graphics and stuff, but the levels are exactly the same. But powered up, they're kind of, they're sh your viewport's kind of shrunk in, and the levels are kind of redesigned to kind of fit. Um, and just make it a little bit more interesting, but it's almost the same. Um, but the coolest thing is when you're playing in the powered up mode, you can play as all the other characters once you play through, um, and you beat them. You just have to beat them with your regular buster. You know, Mega Man's weapon is called the buster. It, um, or, the, um, and, uh, or the Mega Buster, or whatever it is. And uh, you, you defeat them with that, and then you can play as them. And then after you do a bunch of things, you can play as Proto Man, you can play as Roll. Um, is there another character you can play as? I'm not sure if there's... I think that that's it. But that's so great, and it, just the one thing I think would be awesome is, is if, if you could play as the characters from Mega Man 2, that would be awesome. Or even, I mean, it would be great, because I would imagine that by the time, that, that they would have kept the Mega Man 1 characters too, so you could probably, you know, play through Mega Man 2 with the Mega Man 1 characters, you know. And if you know, in the, in the end of Mega Man 2, not the exact end, but close to the end, um... Dr. Wily sends a gigantic gutsman tank after you. And uh, that's, just, that's just awesome. I love that. Um, anyway, so I'm at work, and we'll talk this uh, afternoon, guys. Um, and uh, see you then. Maybe we'll talk about title games again. Okay, guys, it's the uh, afternoon portion, or should I say the evening portion of my podcast. Um, it's like 7.48, I'm driving home. I had an MRI on my foot today um, after work, and uh, we'll see how that turns out. I actually have the MRI on a disc here, 
that's pretty cool. Uh, I, last time I had an MRI, um, they didn't give you the, a copy of it. So it's pretty cool that you could actually can take a look at your scans. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty cool. At least I, I, <laughs> to me it is. Um, so I'm gonna check my foot out when I get home. Um, yeah, so, you know, I, um, my Space Invaders, back to that. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to put it away for now because I'm going to have to order some more parts for it because the um, one of the one of the parts in it, the the five the five volt plus five volt voltage regulator, is really hard to get a hold of. So I'm probably going to uh, you know put the cabinet back where I got it. It's it's great because it's on casters. I can just roll it back over there and pick something else out to start working on because um, I'm going to have to I can order the part from uh, Bob Roberts and. Uh, um, I'm also concerned about the diodes, so I might be ordering a bunch of diodes for it too. And when I do that, I'll order the uh, connectors for Baby Pac-Man. <clears throat> that also made me think about those, the fact that it's October, and I wonder if they've got some more of those uh, rectifier boards so I get my Quicksilver working. That would be exciting if I get it working. Um, yeah, I think the only thing that's a little... Uh, not exciting is wiring it in because it's just a bunch of wires wired into this board and uh, it's not like it's the easiest it's not that it's difficult to solder something but it sucks when you have to solder something inside the pinball machine um, and uh, and just you know matching up the wires because the wires have got grub on them and stuff so I'm going to have to clean them off just to tell what color they are and uh, it's not you know all they are they're just coming out of the, the, the coil and it's not going to be something I can uh, just, oh, that's the plus whatever volt, and that's the plus 12 volt. You know, I, it's, it's not like it's really well labeled. It's just a big hunking, you know, coil, and the wire's coming out of it. So the colors are important, and uh, the board that's in there, that's not labeled what voltage is, you know, what, what everything is. It's just wired out. It's just soldered on that board. So that's why I'm not looking forward to actually installing the uh, rectifier board on that just because it's going to be kind of just annoying. Not that I can't do it. It's just like, you know, oh, okay, I got to figure this out. And that, that's, that's something I don't like to do. I don't like to just sit there and, you know, spend my time trying to figure out, okay, what's this one? I mean, I could power it up and I could read the voltage on each one, you know. Um, but I don't even, you know, it's just, it's, it could it could be so much better in, a, in there, you know, better design. But anyway, so yeah, I'm looking forward to actually getting one of those and putting it in and, uh, you know, getting that Quicksilver working um, just because it's a really cool machine. The sounds are cool, um, and I, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do with the machine itself in terms of, you know, uh, re restoration on it because, the, you know, the play field isn't perfect. It's definitely got some wear on it, and I'm, I am concerned that it'll just start wearing off really quickly. Um, you know, uh, it's flaking, and that flaking is kind of, kind of scary because that that makes you think, oh, the whole thing's gonna flake off. But you know, I don't know. I, I gotta check the I gotta check the balls out. The the ball, <laughs> it's one ball machine. Um, I have to check the ball, make sure that it doesn't have any scratches on it or anything like that. Um, I didn't notice anything when I last looked at it. Um, let's see. So yeah, that and. Let's go back to, I'm almost, you know, I don't, I'm not really recording long podcasting in general. I only record like half an hour in the morning and this afternoon, probably have less than a half an hour. But Taito game, 
was just thinking about title games and uh, some of the other ones. Uh, one of my favorites, Rastan, uh, one I have. Um, it's just an awesome game. And I, did I talk about, I think I already talked about um, Gladiator, but I'll just quickly go over that one for because Gladiator was just before Rastan came out and you know you got this shield and you're a big gigantic character walking along and you're fighting these big guys. It's pretty cool. Um, I think it's best that you just try that out main if you don't have it. Um, the animation is a little choppy, you know, compared to obviously any other game, but <clears throat> it's still very good. Um, but Rastans is just an awesome game. It doesn't get much better than that. That's a really good game. Great gameplay. Um, it's one of those games you can learn and go really far with. Whoa, I just drove into some fog and I can't see anything. And the guy in front of me keeps slamming his brakes on. So his brakes are actually lighting up the fog. Okay, we're just going over, I'm going over the, the river right now, the creek, as <clears throat> I should call it. It's just Cary Creek, but okay, that's better. He's behind me now. All right. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Rastan's great. And it's, it's, it's one, you know, back when I was, I guess I was a young teenager. Uh, yeah, I just came out of the fog. That's good. Um, is, I think it's a 1986. 86, 85, 87, I don't know. But um, I can't remember what year Rastan came out, but I remember playing it in, uh, you know, I never played that in an arcade. It was always like on a location somewhere. Um, and it was, it would seem really hard, you know, when you're playing it. When you, when you don't know how to play it at first, it's like, wow, this game's pretty hard. And you see these items that are like floating like in the middle of nowhere. You're like, how the hell am I supposed to get that? It was like a flame, a flaming sword. You just see it and you're like, you try to like jump at it, you know, like, oh, there's this one that's like off the edge of this ledge and uh, you try to jump to get it, but you can't really jump. You have to actually, it's pretty cool. To get that one, the first level, the flame sword, you actually walk off the edge of the ledge and immediately press down and your, and your sword button <clears throat> and you do a downward thrust and then you'll downward thrust right into it and you'll get it. So that's pretty cool. And you get to shoot a flaming fireball off your sword. Um, uh, the, the weapons that I know of in the game are you have a flaming sword, you have your, obviously your standard sword you start out with, <clears throat> you have a mace, um, it's really cool, that has a huge long reach on it, and what else, is there another weapon? I think it's just the mace, the sword, and the flaming sword. Oh, an axe. Did you get an axe? No, I'm just confused, I'm confused there, I'm thinking of something else. There's no axe in Rastan. But anyways, um, it's funny, I play that game so much, you think I would know that. Um, and there's also power-ups, like if you get the sheep, it like, re there's like a little a sheep one and it uh, completely fills your life back up. There's um, like a, a cape, if you get the cape, it, it um, increases your defense. Um, and uh, what else, there's another item that makes your weapon, <clears throat> you pick up a weapon or other items, makes it last longer. Um, then there's, of course, gems and jewels that can increase your score. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, so, um, but it's a pretty, you know, Rastan's a pretty basic game. There's not, like, a lot going on with it. It's not like it's, um, um, you know, you got to get this item and get that item. It's like you're pretty much bashing your way through it. And the funny thing is, is, like, um, a game that would seem like a better game in a way would be like, oh, you think of Golden Axe, and, well, that's a great game. But the thing with Golden Axe, it kind of, 
I liked Golden Axe when it first came out, and that was the age of the beat-em-ups. And Rastan really predates the beat-em-up games in a way. I mean, it's like on the end of it, and the start, you know, like, Double Dragon was out, but Rastan, you know, like, but there wasn't, like, you know, Final Fight and and uh, Golden Axe and all those other beat-em-up games that kind of came after that. Um, but, uh, yeah, Rastan and Golden Axe look very similar, except for, you know, you can move vertically in... Uh, golden axe you could jump too but the thing is is that you're just kind of uh, you know when you're playing a game like golden axe this is the thing that drives me bonkers about beat-em-ups is that you're going to take hits you know like it, it's like predetermined that you're going to get hit like um unless you figure out some trick you know it's just a matter of um it's less of skill i mean there's a skill in that you have to you know time your hits and kind of plant, you know, like, oh, you're going to hit this guy this way. But, you know, and Golden Axe is not as bad as some games. But other games, um, when you're playing them, the, uh, when you, you're, you just get, like, for example, like, Double Dragon 3 um, on the NES. You're going to be punching a guy, and he'll start punching you back. Um, but, and that kind of sucks, because it's like, well... Why am I going to get in range where he can punch me? I'm going to run away from him. So you just end up just doing this vertical walking up and down and getting your kicks in. Like, that's how Double Dragon 2 was. You kind of, like, vertically walk up and down. Bayou Billy was like that. Um, Double Dragon 3, though, had the flying hurricane kick that was easy to do. Um, so, and it would just knock him down. You hit him twice or three times with it, and that would um, that would kill him. Or the flying kick knee, that does a pretty good damage, too. Um, and the same thing with Golden, Golden Axe. You do this running jump and then land with the sword in their head kind of downward thrust on them and it'd be like ah! you hit them with that like once or twice and they're dead um, depending on the guy of course at some point they would just step out of the way at the last second um, as the game got harder um, so it's not you just don't feel like you're doing something that requires a lot of skill um, versus like when you're playing um, Rastan you time those hits right you do your jumps right and everything like that, you could literally, if you're good at Rastan, you can get through and not take a single hit. You know, like, once you learn it, good. Like, um, I could play, I've, I can't do this every single time, but I've made it through the entire first level without getting hit once. Um, you just can't do that. I mean, you, you might be able to get away with it in Golden Axe, but certainly it's not going to happen in, in, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you know, or, uh, or uh, Bayou Billy. In Bayou Billy, you're never going to make it through a level without getting hit once. You know, but you're going to be doing this constant, like, running away and kicking, and it's really freaking annoying. It's like, um, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was a great arcade game in terms of the style, the graphics, the theme music, the cabinet artwork. It was awesome. And it, I, you get caught up and swept up in that, just like uh, the Simpsons game. But then, when you actually look at it in retrospect, after playing it for a while, the real reason there's, like, no replay value in that game. Um, you play through it, and you're like, ah, I played through it, you know, like, it's one of those games, you go to the arcade, and you throw quarters in it, and you get pretty far, and either you give up, or you keep throwing, you have enough quarters to make it through the game. You know, it just wants to suck your quarters in. Where, like, Rastan, um, you know, it demands that you give a new quarter, you know, like, it, it, it demands performance out of you. Like, if you're good, you can keep playing. And if you're not good, you could keep playing by putting more quarters in. Where, uh, you know, Teenage Ninja Turtles, it doesn't really matter. 
they just want you to put more quarters in. So that's kind of the, the thing that sucks about that game. I mean, it's, um, you know, I, I hate to say that it sucks because it doesn't. It's, it's still a decent game. But there's kind of like a, I don't know, Rastan's like the cross of the beat-em-up and the platformer in one. Um, some really cool stuff. You jump in the air and you use your sword. You do double damage. Um, you know, the bosses are cool. Um, you know, you can, for the most part, um, you can avoid almost any attack that's setting at you or jump around it or stuff. As long as you plan it out, it's like, it's a lot like Contra. Um, like when I play Black Tiger, though, um, which I do like that game too a lot, and I have it, um, but there's points where you're just going to have to take hits. You know, like you're going, you're fighting this dragon, it's going to hit you, um, you know, somewhat. You know, it's, or like there's like this one where you're fighting me. Like there's the, in Black Dragon, Black Tiger, there's like one stage where there's like a humanoid dragon you have to fight. And you can't always jump over him. You know, he has to be like, so he's going to walk into you and you're going to get a hit. Because he's going to cross the screen. And so you have to have enough life so that you can take that hit. Um, you know, whereas in like Rastan, there's times where you think that you got to take the hit. But really, you can make your way around it. So it's, it's different. So, yeah, I mean, it's a great game. So, yeah, Rastan, great game. And uh, there's a sequel to Rastan called Rastan Saga 2. That has got to be one of the worst games I've ever played. Um, just because it's just such a, it's got such a bad, again, a bad frame rate. The character looks horrible. I'm, it doesn't look anything like Rastan, the, the main character in the first game. Um, he's definitely, you know, he's got his panty, his fur panties on and no, sh no shirt. Um, but his animation's garbage. The gameplay is garbage. The artwork is kind of very, kind of weird cartoony looking. I always wonder if it was actually developed by Taito or not. Um, but then there's, there's Rastan Saga 3. It's, it has a different name. Um, you know, it's like, that's the, Rastan Saga 3 is the subtitle of it. And uh, that game is a beat-em-up, um, and it uses two screens, kind of like X-Men does. Um, you know, it's not like uh, Ninja Warrior, I believe it is. Ninja Warrior is what it's called. That uses three screens, just like, uh, what's the other? That's another title game. Very cool. Not, not, not as good as, the other, as some of the other games. It's definitely cool because it uses three screens, but... Um, why can't I think of the name of the... There's a, there's a uh, uh, shoot-em-up uh, game. And that means by I mean that it's a spaceship. You're flying through space, shooting and stuff. And I just can't think of the name of it right now. And that uses the same style cabinet. Um, you can actually... It was a conversion from Ninja Warriors to this, or it was the other way around. I can't remember. And that is a three-screen game, too. And they actually re-released it, a new version of it. Um, and it's one of my favorite games. I just can't some reason remember the title of it and uh that uses that's on a taito type x arcade cabinet like you'd see us the street fighter 4 when it came out except for it's two of them next to each other with this cool kind of set up in like almost like a cockpit design four players can play at once on two gigantic widescreen monitors that are stitched together um it's really cool um Man, I wish I could remember the name of that one. Um, I'll, if I remember tomorrow on the podcast, I will definitely mention it. Um, yeah, so then there was 
so anyways, Rastan Saga 3 isn't really uh, exactly, it's more like, it, it is definitely much more like Golden Axe. But then there was another game that came out around that time, maybe a little before Rastan Saga 3, called Kadash, or Kladash, um, C-L-A-D-A-S-H. And really, that plays very, very much like the original Rastan, except for you have multiple characters you can play as, um, kind of like how you do in Dragon, uh, Double Dragon 3 or in um, Castlevania 3. And uh, it's really cool. You can play like as a ninja. You can play as a kind of like a barbarian character. Um, the stages look really cool. If I can ever find a, uh, if I ever get a board set for cheap, I'm definitely gonna buy it because um, it's it is definitely a cool game. And I mean, Taito has definitely got a lot of good games. And my my original um, theory was that Taito really didn't have any bad games, but uh, I'm gonna say that that's not exactly true. There are some definitely, you know, you've got. I used to think it was just Rastan Sega 2 that was the bad game that they had, but the the sequels to Mr. Do aren't aren't actually very good either. Like um, Mr. Do's Castle and Mr. Do's Wild Ride, they're okay. You know, and that's you know that's not really good right for me to say that either because I think I'm prejudging them much like I prejudged Bubble Bobble. And by by saying prejudged, I mean I haven't played it enough to really understand the game and get into the depth of it. Because um, like when I play Mr. Do's Castle, I'm just like, okay, this is like. Uh, Oh, uh, it's another game that's very similar to it. I can't think of what it's called. But essentially, you just dig out the floor, and the guys fall on the floor, and you hit him on the head with a hammer. You know, um, and there's another game that's like that. But I think there's probably a lot more to it that I'm not paying attention to because it definitely has a, a bubble bobble feel to it because you go stage after stage, and um, there's probably a lot more depth to it. And I, I should probably give it a fair shot before I say it's bad. It's not good. Um, but yeah, so but in general, the um, you know a lot of good Taito games. You really almost can't go wrong when you're you know picking a game out. Um, Taito really does a good job with their games. All right, well, guys, it's uh, I'm home now. It's eight o'clock, eight o six, and I'm gonna stop the podcast here, and maybe I'll do it tomorrow. We'll see. Probably. See you guys.